here yesterday, five years old, sorry. And he said, uh, he was singing, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. Yes, and he was going like this. So do this, folks, do this. This is how we fight our battles. Okay. Karen, join me up here. You can be seated, stay seated. You can stand as we sing. I surrender all. together.
Come, Holy Spirit. Who has given counsel to the Lord? Who can question any of his words? Who can teach the one who knows all things? Who can fathom all this wondrous deeds? God, we just come before you today, and we're just so thankful that we get to be outside with you um, and in your presence. We just ask you to come be with us, God, because your presence is all we need, and we could sit in your courts in, in heaven all day and, and for eternity, and I'm looking forward to that, God, and thank you so much that yes. we can do that here on earth, too. I pray that you will just... Get rid of distractions around us and help us to just dial into you, God. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, this is not our home, church. Amen. This is just a momentary place, right? So let's, uh, let's look forward to worshiping God. After all, every tear is wiped away. Let's believe in that. I'm going to sing this next song. Let's think about being in the courts of the Lord. Oh 
foot's than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Than a thousand elsewhere. My heart and flesh cry out. For you, the living God, your spirit's water to my soul. I've tasted and I've seen, come once again to me, and draw near to you. I will draw near to you. Amen. In bitter one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your house, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, than a thousand elsewhere. church let's worship your goodness outweighs every single suffering you can heal our land God we speak out we speak out against the murder spirit in Minneapolis we bind it in Jesus name we stand up and we fight Cause our battle's not It's not in flesh and blood We intercede for Minneapolis We intercede for the United States of America Come on Jesus, visit people in their dreams, God and Better is one day in your courts Better is one day in your house Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, yeah. One day in your courts, better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, than a thousand elsewhere. Give us your peace, God. We trust you. We trust you in this shaky waters. We trust you in this storm, God. This is real. We come here. We know you are spirit. We know you are stronger. You can go places we can't go. You can send us, God. Thank you. You are holy. Let us know you better, God. Hallelujah. mother's womb you formed me with your hands known in love by you before I took a breath when I doubt it Lord remind me I am wonderfully made you're an artist and a potter I'm the canvas and the clay and you make all things work together for my future. Yes, and for my good, you make all things work together for your glory. 
say a blessing to the church today or no sometimes he has a good word to share the Lord is good thanks the Lord praise the Lord he's last night in the storm I was I I I prayed, and and do you know what I said? I said, um, keep me safe through this night. Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now let's put. And he did it. Yeah. He did it. Yep. He sure did it. He always does it, doesn't he? Now, what I was 
to say is let's play for Victor. Pray for Victor? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you pray for Victor? Your little brother, right? Yep. Okay. Victor's here today. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, please take care of him. I don't want him to like me. Well, the doctor said he was good, but Jesus is making him good. So I pray for him so, so he won't. So, I won't get sick. Hmm. We just pray in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That's a good prayer, Gideon. Thank you, Gideon. Thank you. That was wonderful. So we just sang some amazing words that you make all things work together. You know the scripture. Romans 8, all things work together for good. So could this work together for good? To what is happening in our streets work together for good. My prayer has been that out of the rubble, God would bring revival. A mighty revival in our city, in our state, in our land. And so, God, we pray that you would work all things together for good, even the trashing of streets and cities, that you would use that for good to bring powerful revival in our city, country, nation. And I was at Esther's house, and she had some posters, and I took them back because she couldn't use them anymore, and there are about 200 of these or more, and if you can use one or two or 20 or 30, they're beautiful, and they're sitting on the table inside, on the pool table, so we invite you to take as many as you would like. I'd rather not throw those away. They're beautiful. And then I have a young friend who has written uh, a variety of books. And he uses them as studies. And so if you have a small group and you'd like to take books that are on the table, you can take, again, as many as you want. There's almost an unlimited number, so if you desire to do that. So we don't have an offering plate. We have an offering box that sits back on the table. If you'd like to give to the ministry of Lydia House and beyond, we decided to give to uh, uh, Pastor Charles Karuku. And so we'll be giving some gifts to him. He went to Portland, and then he went to Seattle, and most recently, Josh, and he went to Kenosha. So they're fighting the battle on the streets for righteousness to prevail. Yeah, I'm sorry. I sang the first one twice. I hope you sang verse two. So... We are blessed today to have a message by two people, but before we do that, why don't you introduce some special guests that you have with us today? So my parents are here. <laughs> um, Ron and Stephanie Brovold. So they're pretty great. So if you don't know them yet, feel free to introduce themselves. They're super friendly, and they would love to say hi. And, yeah, they're pretty big supports of us. So, of course, they had to come today. And let me say that uh, Nate has been on sabbatical. Hi, Nate. And he'll be coming back on September 13th and preaching. And he'll be all rested up, so he'll look powerful and ready to go and give us a, a wonderful sermon. So we look forward to having you back, Nate. Well, if you don't know us, many of you do, but if you don't know us, um, we're the Hunzikers, Isaiah and Laura. Um, we have five amazing kids spanning from ages 13 to just born five weeks ago. So, yeah. 
it's a busy house, and God has been teaching us a lot through that, which we'll, we'll talk about. But we actually met here in this very building. I, um, I don't know if uh, everybody knows our story, but um, we both came for different circumstances uh, and ended up worshiping at Communitas, which Paul led um, along with a lot of other young adult leaders uh, here. Um, started upstairs and went downstairs and grew. And um, actually, we would not be married, fun fact, if Naomi had not introduced us. Yeah, thank you, Naomi. So Naomi, with uh, the Lord's guidance, I'm sure, just said these two need to to meet. I was way too shy to introduce myself to a handsome young man. uh, (laughs) I'm shy, too. As Isaiah. So I would not have introduced myself. Um, Maybe he would have. I don't know. But (laughs) there were so many people. But Naomi said... Um, Laura, have you met Isaiah yet? And I said, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, and she, um, so then we got to talking and we had a year and a half, two year friendship and then we ended up getting married. So yeah, yeah. that's the start of our story. And we're happy to be a part of Lydia House because um, it's almost an extension for us of Communitas where we met and um, just had so much growth individually and now as a married couple and with our kids too. So uh, it's a very special place and um, we just thank Paul and Karen for opening their homes Mm -hmm. to us because I know that our lives wouldn't be the same without it. Um, And yeah. Yeah. So it's so good to, to be here and have this opportunity to share. And um, for those who are watching as well, we want to include you, even though you're not here right now during all this COVID stuff. Um, we know that you are watching, and so we just want to welcome you. Um, and I want to open us up in prayer before we share our testimonies. Okay? So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, everybody that's worshiping today. God, we see that this is a privilege right now. Um, we see that uh, there, there's a war that's raging. We see that it's, uh, that it's getting discouraging even for some um, and for some, it's just downright scary and frightening. But um, God, you are strong. You are a holy God. Uh, you have done amazing things that we are going to talk about here um, in, in our lives personally. And if you care about one person, um, it says that you leave the 99 to find the one. And so I believe that even those who are lawless right now, who are hurting and, and lost and wandering around and whatever is going on, God, you can pluck somebody out and change them and transform them and do all of that. And I believe that. I'm standing proof of that. Um, So we ask that you would just uh, have this time that we share right now. Um, We ask that you would be with us. And again, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Very nice. So we're going to talk a little bit about testimonies uh, from both Laura and I and the, kind of the perspective. Um, there's two different very lives right here. Uh, we got A and B. And so uh, it's, it's interesting the contrast about that. Um, my wife was uh, raised in um, a very loving home. I won't tell your story for you, but um, it, was, it was you were raised in what? Uh, and to be fair, in a short version. I was raised in a Christian home with amazing parents, and uh, not that yours weren't, but it's just a more whole uh, way to grow up. Um, There's something important about that, because right now I think what is going on in in our nation especially is... um, is godliness and godly marriage and things like that and we need to value that and we need to give god the glory for that and honor that um that there's just it's just proven that there's just something that happens in a household where there's two people that are going after god two imperfect people <laughs> going after god and then there's something about how they raise a family um to, to, and lead them on the path of righteousness okay there's something really cool about that and just powerful um, I, on the other hand, I'm just going to say, um, God has, now I could tell you I'm, I could be a, a victim and I could say a sob story about my life growing up and I could say that I was left home alone and neglected and abused and um, all these other things. Um, I, could, I could be a victim and I could choose to, to be like that and say, um, have pity on me and feel sorry for me. Um, 
But I'm here today to tell you that that's not the case, and I don't want anybody's sympathy for that because Jesus came in and and showed me that I am valuable, that um, I am loved, I am worth being loved. Okay, um, what the void that was there, the love that I did not receive, I don't blame my mom anymore. I've forgiven her. Okay, um, and that's what we need to do. We need to forgive people okay and if there's anything that you take away from our message here today is that even in this time we need to really lean in on the power of forgiveness it's so important and there was just things that I needed to forgive beyond just my mom okay um, there was things that pushed me down a path where Satan would have loved to just stomp me out okay there was a time in my youth uh, where you know, I was just, I was at the end of my rope. I was um, suicidal. I had suicidal attempts. So when I say that God literally saved me, that's what he saved me from. Um, a broken heart, um, you know, depression, all this kind of stuff, just trauma, whatever it is that I, I've experienced. Um, he came in and he just loved on me um, and saved me from that. So it's really important to know and share what, what is God saving us from? And it was literally, like for me, it was death. And I played around a lot with, with sin. Um, and, you know, it, it just, it had, it, it literally was, I didn't know I was enslaved. I didn't know I was blinded. I didn't know any of that. Um, and it just, it was a really, really bad place to be. And eventually, I mean, you can live like that long enough, you know. But here's the thing, and I do believe this, that God does have a calling on my life, did have a calling on my life, just like he could have a calling on many people, including people here in our church. But he said, no, I, wanna, I want Isaiah for my own. And so I'm going to let him go through this. I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him what, uh, what I can do. I'm going to show him what Satan does. I'm going to show him sin. And that perspective is going to be awesome because I'm going to turn it around for my good. Amen. So um, that's, what, that's what happened, okay? So thankfully, I did not commit suicide. Thankfully, I did not overdose on drugs. Um, thankfully, um, I did not end up in prison or with a felony or anything like that. Um, I did have to go to jail. I did have to do those things. I was estranged from my family. Um, you know, I had major uh, violence, anger issues, stuff like that. Um, and it, it, was, it was just bad. It was just allowing myself to get to the point of just complete utter brokenness and it was it it was um it was not fun to go through um i ended up in teen challenge treatment in uh, 2010 and um there was uh th that was the first time where i heard the gospel like really powerful um presented and it was it was almost like getting a reset in my mind and it was like confirming something that I had already believed, but then um, it gave it power. Okay, so um, I had a, uh, I had an understanding of of God, and and I I was pretty much agnostic. But then the power of God came to me through there, through through Teen Challenge. Show me show me who He was, and then all of a sudden I just felt like restoration was going to take place. I didn't know it was going to be a process. And it was, and it, and sometimes is. And for some people, you'll hear stories about, well, it was like that, and I'm done. But for me, it just wasn't, okay? Um, and I thank God that it wasn't because I've learned so much, and I think as a church, we really, really need to thank God about what we're, what he's teaching us. He's always teaching us. He's, he is always, he's the great teacher. He can, um, he can teach us things that we need to learn. And so I just, I pray that we would be open to, when we're going through things, even like right now, in our struggles, that we would be able to uh, to believe that He is going to um, teach us something, as opposed to just saying this is pointless or meaningless, um, whatever it is that you might be going through. Um, so after Teen Challenge, um, that's that's really where God, you know, um, basically started showing me like opening up doors and giving me opportunities and like the grace of God, the mercy of God. That, that I had never known. I had, I had that form of um, godliness, but no power. But then I also didn't know how much mercy and grace there was and that I was lovable or that I could be loved and all this kind of stuff. 
And that, and that was really, really important to know, church. It's so, so important to know that. Um, and really, I'm, I'm here today. The most important part that I, I missed here in the beginning of speaking to y'all is that um, I'm here because somebody hugged me, like literally. Like if I go back to like before Jesus, I was at a church. I was at my cousin's church. And I had just come up to some guy, and I, I was kind of like, I felt like the Holy Spirit was showing me something during that message um, or whatnot. He was just working on my heart. By the time I had gotten to this, just to meet this guy, I just said, hey, I'm Isaiah. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about you. And he just gave me a hug. And there was something that broke like that. And I was literally sobbing in tears, and that is the power of God that we need in this nation, Okay. We need to be open-armed to these people that are out there, okay? It's, we want to do this, right? And we want to be defensive. But somehow, by the grace of God, we got to be able to go like this because I'm standing here today because somebody literally just held me. <laughs> That's Jesus, okay? That man was not Jesus, but that man followed and obeyed Jesus, okay? So... I'm just telling you that it's really, really, really important, okay? Um, his kindness leads us to, to repentance. Um, God continued to show me um, his, like, his goodness and allowed me to have a new life now. Um, and part of that was being around better people, okay? Because when I was um, doing drugs and things like that, um, staying up for two or three weeks or at a time or whatever it was, um, I was in such a poor place, but it was because of the people I was surrounded with. A lot of it was, you know. I was, I was so hungry. The other thing is, church, please have discipleship on your mind. Have it on your mind at all times. When you don't just lead somebody to a sinner's prayer and lead them there, follow up with them, please. Just walk with them. Um, I was so hungry. I would have rather been at Paul's house or whatever back in 2000. Uh, nine or 2008, whatever I was doing instead of doing what I was doing. I was, I was hungry, okay? And I was just ready. And there's people out there right now, and they are ready, and they are hungry for the Lord, and they are hungry for fellowship. They are hungry just to have people say, I care. I care about you, just to make time out of my busy schedule, just to tell my family, hey, we're going to have a weird person come over here tonight. And <laughs> I don't know who they are, but just heads up, but we're just going to feed them. I don't know, whatever it is, okay? Um, that's, that's going to change the atmosphere. That's going to change things. Um, and that's what I was ready for. Um, yeah, so that really, really, God just started saying, okay, so here's some good people. And part of it was coming here. And out of the blue, I got out of Teen Challenge, and I came here. And I was with two other friends, or three other friends, one guy from Teen Challenge and another um, friend that I had just met through him that lived down in Farmington. And... Um, I, I, they were adventurous, and I was kind of just shy, and just I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what's going on. Why am I going to someone's house right now? This doesn't. I'm afraid they're going to call the cops or something. This is weird. But we see people come. We see all these young adults coming out of this door, like right over here. Um, and we uh, we asked. I think it was Nina who was walking through the other side of the street there, and we asked her, "Is this the young adult ministry?" Because we had been at Northwestern Church over here, um, and I think it was Kaylee. Now she's got a different last name because she's married. I think it was Engel. Anyways, um, she had stopped us and just said, hey, did you know that there was a young adult ministry over here? So that's how we got over here. It's literally, again, God working through people, okay? So let's be conduits for the Holy Spirit. Because of that, she led us there and in turn changed my life. And now I'm married to Laura and all of that. I mean, see how that's connected? See? that's Yeah. That's a... This is the power of our testimonies. You might not have a testimony like mine, and I pray that you wouldn't or that your kids don't have that kind of testimony or whatever, that, you, that anybody would have to suffer as much or go through that torment yeah. that I've gone through and the sadness and whatever. But I pray that doesn't happen, but, you know, ultimately, it's going to change people. That's going to change people. There's power in that. People can't dispute that. The people out there, the world can't dispute what I just shared right there. I mean, they could say, oh, well, maybe it was just coincidence or whatever. I'm like, I'm just here to, today, church, just to say that was, that was Jesus. You know, I'm just a simple man. I just try to live a quiet life, you know, working and providing for my family. And I'm, I'm happy with that, you know. 
Um, and but yet it's that's such a gift, and I just don't want to take that for granted. And I just pray that we would not take our good things that God has given us for granted as well. Okay, so I'll just I'll try to wrap it up so she can get into uh, into her testimony here. But um, I just want to say like from this house, it set me on a on a springboard to um, other other friends. And there's one guy named Andy Rangins who. Um, he bought a house and let like 10 guys live there. He let, like, bought a little house in Bloomington and let 10 guys, we had bunk beds and all this kind of stuff. And he called it like a discipleship house, whatever it was. He'd get us up like at five o'clock in the morning and worship and, you know, we'd have a bunch of grumpy dudes in their boxers and stuff sitting there. Like, oh, praise the Lord. Oh God. <laughs> it's, it was kind of, you know, messy bathrooms. It was, uh, it was hard. I'm kind of a, a, a neat freak. So that kind of bugged me. But I mean, how cool is that? How cool is that, that this young dude who, from Bethel would follow Jesus and, and just be so hungry to make a difference? It's, it's people like that, you know, who I saw and that God showed me. Um, and his patience, you know, just to, to be able to listen. Um, just another person I admire quite a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, of course... And of course, with Paul, and Paul allowed me, going back to that night, he allowed me to stay here. So literally, just a stranger, just sitting right there, like in that family room where the, I think the ladies preach or meet and pray, I mean, um, in the family room there with the piano. I slept there one night. That was like the best sleep of my life because I was so tired at that point. And so, again, I just want to thank you guys even just being here. I know I've said thank you, but I want to say it now and honor you just for allowing... That's that's it. You open your house. I know it's hard. That's hard for some people, I think. You know, they'd be like, you're going to sleep on my couch and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> but it really, I mean, it showed me, um, it showed me that God is is bigger than I ever thought he was. And um, the power that he can he can use through through people to, to show his lovingness um, and kindness as well. Um, instead of having to perish. So, am I done? Yep. Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much you for letting me in, share that part. I don't know. But praise God, you know, really God, what it man. is. Thank you for letting me share, but praise God um, about that. And, yeah, so even though my testimony is, uh, is very different, um, I, I want it to connect because it does. Uh, in the way that um, I was raised by my parents who uh, were uh, just set to raising their kids in the church. Um, and that doesn't make me good and his upbringing bad necessarily. And so I don't want it to be like the good side or the bad side because everybody has a journey. And um, and so, yeah, so anyway, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, we went to a Lutheran church, um, and we were there every week and on Wednesdays, too. And um, I knew the right answers always. The right answer is Jesus. So if you're ever in Sunday school, just say Jesus, and you're probably right. But I learned a lot about God and the Bible and um, had a relationship with with Jesus at a very young age, um, trusting my parents' guidance and all of, uh, all of that. Um, and if you get a chance, you'll have to ask him, but my, my dad actually had a really big testimony um, that happened when I was young uh, where he had an accident, and then out of that accident, God called him, which was not an accident. <laughs> he called him into ministry, out of construction into ministry. Um, and watching his transformed life really transformed my life and our entire family in the direction of our family. And so I was really set up with this, uh, this deep knowledge and um, guidance from my parents. But, um, you know, as we know, we're all our own people. And, and even though I knew all the right answers, um, I was considered very good according to moral standards um, you know, in school, I stayed away from all the bad things, and I did all the good things, and I was trying to be kind to people. Everything that Jesus preaches on and wants to do, I, I was trying to do that, and, and because that's the good thing to do. And so I label myself in my heart a good person, and even a Christian. And, and 
that wasn't wrong. I had a very deep relationship with Jesus. But but as I grew up, I realized that wasn't like, college age. I realized that wasn't it. That wasn't all of it. I was missing part of it. I was missing a piece that was really power um, and power that goes beyond just being good. Because I realized, even in high school, I went to a public school, there are a lot of good people out there. Everybody, a lot of people, most people, I would say, try to be good um, and try to be a decent person. Um, and I realized that that doesn't get me to heaven, and it doesn't really fill my heart and my soul. I still felt empty in ways because when we're just being worldly good, we're not really getting at the heart of what our heart longs for, which is peace and joy and love and acceptance. And so I struggled with being insecure. I struggled with um, with being peaceful uh, in my heart. I was uh, feeling anxious, um, socially anxiety. Um, you know, so I wasn't being filled in my heart. I was just... A good person, um, and so what I really started to encounter slowly is um, is the power of the Holy Spirit. And though I knew that word, uh, it was just a word to me. Um, uh, the church I was going to, they started to um, get involved in Lutheran renewal and the Holy Spirit conference, and that started to transform when I was in high school. And then, you know, slowly um, in college, I would learn more. My, my roommate was a, a um, Holy Spirit believing, uh, not that I didn't believe, but Holy Spirit uh, acknowledging person. She actually prayed for, for me to receive the, the, um, the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues and and um, but it didn't come right away. It was a process. And I feel like as I grew up, kind of like your story is just a process of acknowledging and accepting um, that there is more to our faith, that it that there is power behind it. And that more than that, I can receive that power in my heart and um, partner with God in everything and that there is a communion that I can commune in my everyday walk as I'm going anywhere, that I can that I can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that He guides my steps uh, as I as we walk through life. So uh, I actually started to uh, go to the One Thing Conference uh, in Kansas City International House of Prayer, um, and boy, was that an eye-opening thing! I realized that there are people that actually sit in a prayer room filled with worship. And they're a part of 24-7 night and day prayer and lots of times fasting too. And, and that draw, and I, I didn't realize that anybody could sit for an extended period of time and pray. I didn't know that. And I was just awakened to this uh, depth of, of love for the Holy, for the, for the Holy Spirit, but, but um but for Jesus, that there was so much more. So um, then coming to Communitas, too, there was just this depth of all these young adults who wanted to pursue Jesus. So I really uh, embraced that and realized that that was what I was missing. I was missing the power in my life, um, that that I was missing that. And and a verse that I wanted to share that really... Um, that really touched me is is in Romans, and that's pretty much my life. Is Romans? You know, you can do whatever uh, that's good, but if you don't have any power behind it. Um, so Romans eight one says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And I realized that I had the law down. I was trained in the law. I knew I knew the good and the bad. I knew what I should be doing. Um, but it was the power to be set free by by Jesus dying on the cross and through accepting his uh, spirit in me, that's where the power comes from and uh, to live a free life. And through that freedom, I was able to realize that that's where I find joy. That's where I find peace. That's where I'm able to trust him. 
Um, and as I've gone through hard times, um, both uh, being single and married, I've realized that that is that is how I walk through those times is is uh, with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. Thank you. That's awesome. I love your story. Isn't that good? That's uh, and that's something. So me coming together with Laura and we it was a reason why we didn't just get married right away <laughs> because we both came from very different backgrounds right we had come from very different um perspectives and um it was i was still growing so i was still like a baby christian you know so um we didn't jump right into it um but then i, I think god you know i just one night i just prayed and i said you know god if you want me to be single that's fine. I just surrender it. I really surrendered being married to anybody or anything. I just said, okay, this is it. And something happened in that surrender. So for all my single friends out there who want to be married, just surrender that. Just surrender it. And God loves the desire of your heart. He's going to make it happen. Um, but you really have to be okay with, with not. Because then God set, set me up at least able to, to finally connect with Laura and, and be married in that way so but can I I need to step in too because the moment I met I met Isaiah we met here we talked a couple times uh, hung out uh, and we um, we ended up walking around a lake together one time um, but the moment I met him I I saw Jesus in him in the this you know that I, I I can recognize Jesus because I grew up uh, knowing Jesus, and so um, I, I saw Jesus in him, and so it was there. But it was the, it was the, um, the, the process he had to walk through eventually. So, are we done? Are we? You're done when you're done. You can okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I don't remember some things. I don't have a real good memory for the past. I remember well that night that he spoke about. I remember him. They said there are four kids. They've been over at Northwestern, and they, they're, they're coming over, and he was one of the four. I remember it well. I still mentor Andy Rangans, and uh, I called Andy because I wanted to know more about Isaiah. He was living at his house, and I said, uh, tell me about Isaiah. And he had strong, positive words to say about your heart, about the direction of your life. So I'm, uh, I'm blessed. We're all blessed to have Isaiah and Laura here, aren't we? And uh, blessed today to have mom and dad here. And I, wanna, uh, I want us to pray for them. Isaiah feels called to more than what he's doing now and believes that ministry, uh, ordained ministry, is in his future and so uh, we're starting a, a class for young men, young couples that uh, Paul McKenzie will be in, Paul and, and Adriana, and uh, let me see, uh, Andrew and uh, Larissa to, uh, to move them in the, in the similar direction. So uh, come on around, Ron, and, and, and uh, look, put your hands on them, and either one of you, if you have a prayer to pray, you pray it. Uh, isn't family beautiful? Family beautiful. He spoke. It came out of nowhere. He, he did not have a, life, a family life, but uh, God, God gave it to him. So uh, can you bless? bless oh, them? absolutely. Lord, I, I'm just listening to you right now, and you're so proud. You're so proud of my son, Isaiah, and Laura. Father, we can hear it in their voices. We can just see it in them. Father, your Holy Spirit is moving in them mightily. Father, we continue to pray that your Holy Spirit would move mightily, would empower. Lord, I love that word empowerment because that's, that's a word that the world sometimes misunderstands. Lord, we're not powerful. 
but you are. Yeah. And with power comes so much more. May your Holy Spirit continue to move in their lives. May you have your way with them. Lord, I ask that, Father, that you would continue to lead them, yes. that you would continue to lead Isaiah. Lord, give him, give him absolutely just the, the joy of his heart. Give him everything, Father, that he needs in these days ahead. Continue to bless Laura and the kids as well. Lord, we're, we're, we're so proud of them. And Father, you're absolutely right in saying that, um, uh, that uh, they are yours. They belong to you. Here you go. And you want to say something? Yeah. Okay. So it's another point for, for me to say. So um, I'm pouring for my grandma. Um, so she, uh, so I'm just praying for her because, um, I just hope the doctor said she was really good. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dad. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you want to pray? God, thank you so much for a chance to pray together. We just thank you for Laura and Isaiah and how that you've worked in their lives and what you're doing and what you continue to do. And God, we know this is a process, but we can see you working and we rejoice that you are with them and you're working for them and through them. We thank you for the love that they share and how much they love you and how that inspires us too. We thank you for their precious family, and we pray for peace for them. We pray for unity. We pray that you will um, grow them up, on, help them to, um, to work together and to serve you. And I pray for um, provision for uh, everything you've, you have planned for them, and we believe that. And we believe that you are good and you have good plans. We thank you so much for bringing Isaiah into our lives and how, um, what a blessing he's been, and, of course, Laura, too. And we thank you that um, we can just give you honor and praise, God, because yeah. it's, it's really all about you, and we're so blessed, so very blessed. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mom. Amen. So we just want to close uh, just with some little points for the takeaway for all y'all, uh, again, watching live and, and here. Let's, uh, let's remember what we talked about today. We'll just kind of take one and... Uh, one at a time here. So again, we, we've established today that um, there's spiritual warfare, but God is our victor. So as we're, we're looking at the news and whatever it is, let's be encouraged to know that, uh, that we're, we're going to go beyond the flesh and blood thing, okay? That uh, God is going to fight our battles for us, right? Um, and the second would be that we need to intercede for our nation and world. Uh, more regularly, like pray without ceasing, like right now. Mm -hmm. I just felt it heavy um, the other day when somebody uh, took his own life because he had murdered somebody, and then everyone was going to start rioting. And um, I just felt like I needed to just pray for that. That was not just something I can just watch and see and just sit by mm -hmm. and watch it happen. So let's just keep praying. When the bad things come, let's just respond in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, and we need to love one another and share the gospel because we never know whose lives are going to be impacted and how many generations it will go past that. Um, and mm -hmm. so we always need to be loving one another. And it's hard when we don't agree on mm -hmm. things uh, in this world, but we, we really do need to focus on love. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to definitely be praying to be prepared uh, for whatever is coming. And... Uh, we, we don't want to live in fear, but we want to be prepared. And that's just part of partnering with God and just saying, you know, let us give us discernment, God. Give us wisdom. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to 
set aside set aside some comforts or distractions um, right now and and choose God over other things and of course dying to ourselves daily um, going in a humble position as when we want to go into a pride position or, or a self-righteous position only one that's righteous is Jesus so that's just the fact checked right there right amen um, and most importantly we need to pray for heaven to come down we want heaven now yes father thank you we need heaven to break through we need him to break through literally just send it down and so we're gonna i think we should pray on that note definitely let's close in prayer god we thank you for for what you've done in our lives but we thank you for what you're doing in in everybody's life and in every situation um, but we just pray that heaven would would come down here today and and this world is not perfect um, in fact it is evil um, but we just pray that your will will be done here as it is in heaven yes father second corinthians 5 6 11 father so then being always filled with a good courage and confident hope and knowing that while we are at home in the body we are absent from the lord for we walk by faith not by sight living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. We are, as I was saying, of good courage and confident hope, and prefer rather to be absent from the body to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, whether we are at home or away from home and with him, it is our constant ambition to be pleasing to him. For we, the believers, will be called to account and must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that one may be repaid for what has been done in the body, whether good or bad, that is, each, that is, each will be held responsible for his actions, purposes, goals, motives, the use of and misuse of time, opportunities, and abilities. Therefore, since we know the fear of the Lord and understand the importance of obedience and worship, we persuade people to be reconciled to him, but we are plainly known to God. He knows everything about us, and I hope that we are plainly known also in your consciousness, your God-given discernment. So, Father, I do pray, Father, that you would give us courage um, during these dark days, and even if persecution comes, Father, I ask you would prepare our hearts for that um, as well. But God, I ask most importantly that you would continue to rescue those that, like myself, Father, who are ready. And I ask that you would prepare the hands of those messengers that are ready to go and open their heart and their arms to receive the lost and the hurting in this world, Father. God, I ask again that you would send angels over our city. Um, even now, Father, we need it. And I ask that you would send where every riot is breaking out right now, that you would break in, that you would be victorious, that you would place your flag there, Father, that people would know you, who you are, Father, that God's people would rally up and make a nice war cry for you and say, you are Lord. And they would be praying just nonstop around the hour, Father. Um, we need you. We need you. And we know that your way is the right way. You yourself came in flesh and said, I am the life, the way, and the truth. So, God, thank you for our time together. And um, we ask again that you would allow us to walk in the Holy Spirit, walk in your light, Father, for all will be revealed in the end times, God. And so we just thank you for your ever-loving protection of us and your care and your faithfulness. Just help us to have a deeper revelation of you this week, God, moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't it wonderful to hear stories of people that you know, but you don't know everything about them? If, if sometime you want to share your story as a couple or individual, you talk to us because we love to hear stories from one another. It draws us closer together. We love you. We even love you more now after having heard your story. So we'd love to hear more stories. So receive the blessing of the Lord. And this isn't just a convenient way to end a service. It's a way to be empowered. God says, I'll put my name on them. And a blessing is God putting his name on you and blessing you so that you can go do what they told us to do, share the good news of Jesus. And so the Lord 
bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor, Omar, and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Before you...